0: Mud water.
1: (laughs) That's the first word of our live. (laughs) FYI. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to our penultimate episode of Big Brother Hogwarts Season Two: The Sieve Recap. We still haven't really landed on a name, but we just we'll just call it PR. PR for Season Two, right? The Sieve Recap.
2: I like it. I think that I. That's the best idea so far, Bill. Yeah, so. so
1: far. Not too many things going on up here, but sometimes we'll we'll strike a nerve. Um, I am your host, your headmaster, Bill Lucio, joining me just as he does every week or every other week or every other other week, depending on when we go live, is my co host, Dustin. Dustin, how are you today? How's your week been?
2: It was very, very, um, I don't know, one of those weekends that you can't really remember. Um, I was watching the game, of course, and disappointed in those lions. Poor lions. We were so close. Um, So go Detroit maybe next year. I know you're super excited to see um, Taylor Swift here in a few weeks for the Super Bowl. Um, Quick shout out for anybody joining. um, Check out LRG Casting on Instagram. There's a bunch of great games casting right now. Today is the last day for some. Uh, So if you are looking to do a Big Brother experience, Survivor experience, make sure you give that a check out. To plan your upcoming events for this coming year. So, yeah.
1: And congratulations, Josh and Stacy. You all know who Stacy is um, for completing Big Brother Cincinnati season one. We watched it; it was a really great time, and uh, we're so happy to have another family of LRgers on our side. Um, Joining us today is well, well, Antonio's coming a little bit later, so don't worry. We'll talk to our uh sneakiest player of season two or sneakiest or whatever we ringed him in as but we have a very very extra special guest uh guest star today and this is the first time in our bbh season two recap where we've brought someone outside of season two to join us so you may recognize this cute little face down here patrick from season one how have you been
0: i've been great things have been really good we
1: haven't seen you in a while. It's been nope. two years yeah, since you entered the castle.
0: It's true. Um, and I'm not particularly active uh, because um, I don't have Facebook anymore. And so it's difficult for me to to like keep up.
1: You know, I've always wanted to just purge Facebook, but my life is so connected to Facebook. Wow,
2: purge. You used a good word there. Ooh,
1: oh, didn't even plan on it, but sort of kind of did. Um, we have Patrick on our podcast today for two reasons. One, I just love him and he's adorable and he's amazing and he was such a big fan favorite from season one um, that we wanted to invite him back. And two, this is our Purge episode where Antonio, Stacy, Kendra, and Tori competed in a very different type of Purge competition where the loser... Automatically gets eliminated. And this is a Big Brother Hogwarts exclusive. I don't know if that's the right word. This is the biggest deviation from the game of Big Brother. And I keep going back and forth about it because I'm like, man, making it all the way to Final Four just to compete in a competition for no vote, no power, just literal safety is quite brutal. I mean, you put in all of the time and the effort to build relationships and to create alliances. And then your game comes down to do you win? or do you lose? And that's what determines your future, your longevity in the house. And uh, the player that gets eliminated misses that final three competition by the tip of their wand. And while The Purge looked a lot different in season one than it did in season two, I think, I don't know if you watched Patrick, but when you see the clip of The Purge in season two, I think you're going to be furious that you didn't get that one and you got stuck with the one that you got instead. But, um, We definitely learned our lesson from season one and changed up the purge competition to kind of make it a little bit more, I don't want to say easier, but uh, not 8,000 hours long. Um, So I would love to talk to Patrick for a little bit and get their thoughts about the game and kind of leading up to the purge and what was going on in the purge. Um, That's a lot to talk about. We did not do a recap podcast for Big Brother Hogwarts season one. The theme of BBH season one was the death day party. So we took on a lot. You were competing for HOH and then you were competing for safety in the death day party. I think it was three nominees, a nominee from each house. Um, And then the winner of the death day party saved themselves, couldn't be renominated. And then we had the power of prefect, and then we went to a vote. I mean, each round was like 5,000 hours long, and you tended to avoid a lot of the drama. I'm not sure you were nominated, and when you were nominated, if you were, you won the veto, I think, to take yourself off. So we don't have to talk about the whole game. Maybe some highlights, some challenges, some things that you learned from it. Do you still talk to anybody from that cast? And then I definitely want to play some clips of your purge, and we can talk about that dreaded (laughs) final competition that you embarked on. Um, But before we do all of that, we always start our little thing off with a lexi shot which i did not prepare so let me run and go get that and i'm pretty sure it's just just uh, should i just use my wine are you drinking too or no
2: i, I have a little cup here so we can do a little cheers okay, here let's so. do a
1: little cheer so it's not really a lexi shot but lexi we're always thinking of you she didn't die or anything it's just you know <laughs> she always did our cheers so cheers um welcome to big brother hogwarts season two the recap pensive pr episode with patrick and antonio episode nine patrick Welcome back. How was your experience in the Hogwarts castle?
0: Thank, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, uh, yeah, and it's been a minute. I was like trying to go through and see if I can remember sort of like each individual vote um, and where I stood in all of those uh, different things. And I, I definitely remember like the broad strokes. I remember my elimination at the Purge um uh which obviously I think I took the longest amount of time on that, so sorry, but also not sorry, changed the rules cause of me. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know things have been really great since um, uh, competing um I've never I still haven't watched a single season of Big Brother um I only I only watch Survivor uh, but I'm I'm deep in, to survivor i have i have a big thoughts about the last
1: couple of seasons who's been your favorite player as of recently
2: caroline it's got to be caroline 100 percent, great choice great choice
0: yeah we were uh also big shout out to queen Parverty, who's currently playing on the traders if you're not watching the traders right now parv is on it uh and she's incredible and recently out as queer, which is great. Dating Mae Martin, which is also super cute. So
2: yeah. uh, if you like the traders, I definitely recommend watching the Australian version. One of our podcasters on this channel, Annabelle, did the Australian version. So season two. So check it out.
1: And I do believe there's a new live reality game called The Assassins, which might be a little traitors-esque. So if you think that you could be the next Parvati or Dan or Phaedra or Kate or what's his name, Annabelle, say
2: Annabelle, but.
1: Annabelle, yeah, all of that, whatever. Um, Throw your hands in The Assassin. I think it's a Facebook group, an Instagram page. Um, If you don't know where to find that, let me know. I can put you in contact with the people who run that game, and I bet it will be to die for. So another little shameless plug there. Um, Quick about Caroline, and then we can dive back into BBH Season 1. Peyton and I were at Scarlet for a Taylor night, And we turned around and someone was wearing a purple shirt that said "Care deserved votes and I loved it. (laughs) But that final tribal council, I mean, she kind of really, really fucked that up, especially as a speech teacher. I was like, oh, not good. So, you know, sometimes it comes down to the speeches in the end. And I do think that in both seasons. Big Brother Hogwarts season one and Big Brother Hogwarts season two, there were people that were kind of teetering between the final two people. And some of those speeches really did win people over. So for those of you that watch these games, you know, come talk to me or Patrick. We can coach you through how to vocalize your game. Um, So, Patrick, you have played some games before but i think big brother hogwart well i shouldn't say this because i don't want to like stampede on anything that you've ever played but i have a feeling that this was a little bit more different than any of the games you may have played previously so why don't we start with walking in and meeting everybody what were your like initial thoughts of never played a big brother game before so we already kind of discussed that so what were you thinking about going into the game and then once you were there Did your thought process change? Did you double down? Did you adapt? Maybe kind of talk about initial strategy, strategy throughout the game, and then we can talk about maybe some like big moments for you in season one.
0: Sure. So um, the first thing is, I don't know if you remember this. During casting, uh, you were looking for people specifically who were sort of um outside of the LRG community. Yeah. Um, and so you had approached me to like fill out an application potentially because you knew my interest in watching Survivor and you right like just knew that I kind of am into strategy, uh, and you thought that uh, it is something that I would be good at. Um, and then I said, I will I'm I'm interested in playing and I would love to do it on one condition and that condition is, that the people who are playing don't know each other, right? Like, cause if it is a close knit community where everyone kind of knows everyone, then I'm coming in a step behind and I feel like I'm not gonna, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna have one foot out the door and I'm always gonna be playing from the, from the back foot. Um, and I don't necessarily wanna be in that position. Uh, and then you were like, no, no one knows each other. No one will know each other at all. Zero percent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I showed up uh, and like I walked in the door and I was like, every-, every single person here knows everyone else. Everyone knows everyone. And I need to figure out what my strategy is going to be instantaneously. Uh, and so I turned or at least like my number one strategy was to try to like turn uh that, you know, an in, initial disadvantage to an advantage. And I immediately started playing The Idiot who doesn't know anything. Um, and that was like kind of my strategy from from moment one, uh, that I'd never played an LRG before, that I don't know what LRGs are, that uh that we just know each other through work, that I've never seen Big Brother, which that part is true. Um uh but yeah so that that was kind of like the foundation of um the the gameplay that i had and that sort of came to fruition right at the beginning when i realized i needed to change up that i needed to have a strategy for how i was going to navigate pre-existing relationships
1: to be fair when I casted the game, I had no idea that, the, that a lot of these people were best friends or had just played a game. And I didn't really realize that until the ball kind of got rolling a little bit too ahead of me. But I may have told a few white lies to get you in the cast. But I knew that you would do so well and it wouldn't have mattered if people knew you or not because I just know you. And I knew that this would be like a really awesome environment for you because you're really good at talking to people. You're really good at seeing the bigger picture. You're always two steps ahead. Well, I probably should shut up because if you do play another game, now they're going to replay this and use this to vote you out. But so you came into a house, you had a group of best friends. I mean, Frank, Jerrica, James, like all like live with each other, know each other. You had Dustin who's connected to everybody because he hosts all of these talk shows. I never
2: met anybody. Why do you put this target on me again? That's why I got voted out.
1: You didn't know anybody, but you knew. I didn't know anybody. Or I guess you were like a.
0: uh... They knew you. Yeah, they They knew knew me. That's what it was. To be honest, as someone who put your name down, everyone knew you and was afraid of you. Why were they afraid of Dustin?
2: Nobody needs to be afraid of me. Uh, In like a, in a respectful way. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you, Patrick.
1: So um, you're a huge Survivor fan. What was it like playing Big Brother? What was it like playing the competitions? Were they similar to Survivor? Drastically different? Like Knowing the game of Survivor and then playing the game of Big Brother, what would you say was like the biggest difference between the two?
0: Um, I think that the biggest difference in Survivor is that there can be big swings with... Wild upsets in Who Goes Home, um, and there is never a chance to breathe or like to take a breath, um, right? Because if one person plays an idol and all the votes are on that person, it's it's that person's choice on, of who's going home, right? Big Brother, if the uh, what I oh no, I forgot the words. If I the a power of prefect. Yeah, like if 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 the challenges are done and the two people are set, you know you're not going home, right? And until on um, Survivor until Jeff reads that last vote or if you're playing an LRG until the host reads that last vote, you don't you're not safe. Um at no point in time are you safe, right? There there've been, you know, twists where someone can play an immunity idol after the votes were read. I think that was only happened in one season, but right? Like you're you're until until someone else's torch is snuffed, you're not safe in Survivor. And I think Big Brother gives you a lot of time to, like, kind of relax. Um, uh, which is not necessarily shade on Big Brother. It's just, like, a different kind of... It's
1: a little structure. bit more chill. You get to, you get to really kind of, like, roll with your people. Yeah. What was your favorite... I mean, I know you played this two years ago, so I'm really asking you some deep questions. You're going to have to recall in your memory. But... From the tip of your head, what was your favorite challenge that you played? Okay. So I I texted you about this after my
0: birthday. So um, uh, for my birthday, I hosted a Survivor game with some friends. um, And uh, on Survivor, when you get to top four, there's a fire making challenge. Uh, And I couldn't do a fire making challenge because we were doing it inside of my condo in February. So I was like, we're not making fire. (laughs) Like we have to do something else. Uh, And then you had us do uh, an eating challenge. And I was like, Survivor loves eating challenges. So I'll do this eating challenge that I personally competed in over the summer in season one of Big Brother, which was eat an entire head of lettuce. Um, And so I have my two friends sitting down eating an entire head of lettuce. And like a minute goes by and, and everyone's like, ha, 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 this is fun. And then three minutes go by and then five minutes go by and then 15 minutes. And then people are like, this is torture. Like, this is not fun. And this is weird and sad that you're doing this to these people, Patrick. Like, why? Um, and then it ended with one of my friends getting up and like puking. Oh, really? uh, and <laughs> like and then I was I felt so bad. I was like, just put them both. I, like, it's gonna be a top four. Let's put let's put them both in the top four. Uh, <laughs> let's make it a top four. Uh, and then um I turned to the jury cause I was like, ultimately I think you all get, you should get to decide I am voting for top four. Um, and the jury was all like, "Out, get him out of here. He's weak. Um, and so like, that was, uh, a challenge that I took from you thinking like I, I personally had done it, uh, Cause and I was like, this was hard, but fun. uh, and then it just went immediately wrong when I tried to recreate what you did. So
1: you won that one, right?
2: No, 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 no. Um,
0: was it Alex? I don't
1: sorry, I think it might have been Alex.
2: Alex won like a lot of the competitions wow. that he participated in, so, so it surprised me
0: i'm I'm bad with names sometimes. It was um, uh I think the guy that won Coco Pelli Co is that right?
1: Frank? Not Frank. No, Jake. Jake didn't play our game. Or er, Denny won Coco. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in our game. But it was you, Alex, and Erica, I think, were in it. Alex then. Yeah, so I think he, Alex he took it and he smashed it and ate it. Oh, Like yeah, a sandwich.
2: A lot of yeah. sandwich. He
1: won Mayhem Manor. Alex won Mayhem Manor. There yeah, we that's go. That's what it was. Yeah. Won something. Yeah. That one was a fun one to watch, and Erica was hilarious. She was like, yeah, no, we're not going to finish this head of lettuce. And it really was between you and Alex.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if it was a size thing. One one piece at a time.
1: Yeah, Alex crushed that. It definitely did not go 15 minutes, I don't think. Not only did it
0: not go 15 minutes, he also did
1: not puke and was fine.
0: So if you try to recreate that, no, someone might puke.
2: I feel like Patrick rolls out this giant head of lettuce. There's like 16 pounds. Go. <laughs> and
1: they, they were
0: just
2: like little.
1: What was your least favorite competition? Um
0: I think that you expect me to say The Purge, but that I don't know that that is actually my least favorite. I think my least favorite might have been the um I forgot the the specific name that you gave it, but when we were in the bathroom trying to find the golden oh. egg, did yeah, not works. love. Like it, I think it was
1: good, but also, oh man, I I did not succeed at that. That was fun to watch, but also incredibly frustrating because y'all were touching the egg several times and like just moving on by. Um, I will never forget Shiley finding like the <laughs> the like cup in the toilet. It was so disgusting. She was like her fingernails were going around the toilet. It was so gross. You guys killed it though. You definitely were my guinea pigs in season one. We actually, I feel really bad for the season oneers, especially with the success of season two and how flawed, not to say that season one wasn't flawless. I think season one went off really well. I mean, we definitely kind of ran out of time towards the end and I learned a lot. But season two, I really feel like we kind of oiled up the kinks and fixed all of the problems and streamlined a lot of the things. So thank you for being one of my 16 guinea pigs in season one and for listening to me and um, allowing me to lie to you when I said that nobody will know each other. (laughs) So for those of you that are casting games, if you've got real life people who are concerned, just tell them that no one will know each other in the game. Patrick made it all the way to final four trying to beat out all of these people who knew each other and succeeding. And I really feel like Patrick would have won the game had he got past the purge, which brings us to the first of our two videos, but I want to bring Antonio on so Antonio can see the difference between your purge and his purge. So let's welcome to the stage, our sneakiest player of season two, Hello, Antonio. Welcome back. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you guys?
1: We are good. Good. Mm-hmm. good. Hello, my fellow Parge Antonio, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, Antonio, you two.
2: Nice to meet
1: you. Sorry to hear about time.
2: your defeat. Uh, both Ravenclaws, too. Look at that. <laughs>
1: both Ravenclaws, and I honestly feel like both the biggest threats to win the game at this point. People were, Antonio, people were really, really, really And I think you both had it in the palm of your hands. And I am the one that toiled it for you. (laughs) So I want to show a little bit of Patrick's purge, just so we can remind him what it was like. And so Antonio, you can see what their purge was like. Did you watch season one at all, Antonio? No, mm -mm, I did not. You should have watched for
2: some hints, at least. Like, Bill is a very traditionalist.
1: This competition took forever. It was one of the main reasons why we didn't even crown a winner until I think it was like 3 a.m. I remember you saying that, uh, Final Night, yeah. So we definitely changed the Purge competition up. But the funniest thing to me about the Purge was we really were trying to theme it up like the Triwizard Tournament. So I really wanted this Mm -hmm. idea of a labyrinth. And we bought, I bought this game, this board game. They kind of guide a marble through like this twisty, turny maze. Uh-huh. And it drops in holes. And these holes have different points associated with them. Uh-huh. And wherever you get the point uh, ball in, that's what your score is. So I think you had three attempts and we added all three of the scores up. And that was your score at okay. the end of it. But I put this game out at the start of the season. Mhm. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't look like Patrick's moving, but he is moving very, very meticulously. And we displayed it. I took it out of the box. We put it on a coffee table. I mean, like I couldn't have made it any more obvious, play this game, practice it. And it was there on day one. We did this on day three. And when I pulled it out, all of you were like, Oh, I knew I should have played it. And all of you took ever to do this. So I don't think that-
2: anybody touched it that entire I weekend. Didn't know at all. Um,
1: Y'all were running around the backyard memorizing the memory wall, which is a very different competition. But this one was slow and steady wins the race. Everyone was very, very cool, calm, collected, and careful. And we were – it was like you could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. So, Patrick, you've outwitted, outplayed, and outlasted the majority of the people who knew each other. Oh, you were you're going against Frank and James, who are really close, but also Eric, who knew Nikki, but not really too much anybody else after that. So it was a Gryffindor, two Slytherins, and you. So all the Hufflepuff have been eliminated at this point, um, just like they were in season two. Go what, what's huh, going on? Well, we
3: in? took their heads off, girl, real quick. Yeah.
1: What's going through your head here? The end is so close. You've never played a live reality game before. You've never played Big Brother before. Um, this is your kind of last little speed bump before the big finale. What are our thoughts? What are our anxieties? What are our concerns?
0: Um,
1: well, I, so part of the reason I think I
0: took the longest out of all of the four people who were doing this, in part because I knew that this was the only barrier to... Like me making it to the final two. Um, I think Frank, no matter what, would have had a good chance at winning. Um, uh, not to say that the other two competitors, uh, Eric and James, wouldn't have had a good chance of winning. I was I was most worried about Frank. Um, uh, but I still thought um, that I could win because I hadn't revealed... Like I hadn't shown my hand yet as a player. Uh, And so for me, it was like, this is the only thing that can take me out because I know that I'm still holding a lot of cards um, that I haven't played yet even. Um, And so that's part of the reason why I think it took me 45 minutes or an hour or something. And I still got the like the lowest amount, Um, though it wasn't. If I'm remembering correctly, and this might just be completely delusion, um, I, it wasn't by a ton. I remember it being, like, kind of close. I think Frank, I think some people got, like, a lot, and then I think it was think me it and was Eric.
1: Between, I think it was between you and James, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember. I have to go back and look, but I, from what I could remember, I think it was between you and James. He was just, like, freaking out, so that's why I remember it, I think. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I
0: I honestly wasn't, like, that mad at it because, um, like, even in my exit interview, I remember when... Uh, I, I don't remember who specifically was filming that, but um, I remember going out into the front porch and, and filming it, and they were like, you know, how do you feel about it? And I was like, honestly, I played a perfect game. Uh, every single time I was on the block, I put myself on the block, and I knew that I wasn't going home. Like, at no point in time was I ever in any sort of danger in the game. Um, uh, And I would like, if this was a vote, I wouldn't have been going home. Uh, And I felt really comfortable in everything that I did. And so for me, if it's just like a challenge that I didn't particularly excel at, you know, that's the way the cards fall and I'm not gonna beat myself up over that. But um, yeah, I should have taken another 45 minutes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> but let's say you do make it through and it ends up being you and Frank in the end. What is your argument to beat him?
0: Sure. I had Frank wrapped around my finger the entire game. Um part of my strategy was to play the the dummy to to play the idiot who doesn't know anything about anything. Um specifically reality TV, reality TV competition. Um, and also Survivor. So, uh, as a Survivor superfan, um, I know everything about Survivor. And I had Frank explaining to me who, um, like, some of the most famous players are in Survivor. I would like go up to him and be like, "Okay, what if we do this?" Like, knowing full well that the thing that I was like proposing was impossible to do um, and he would be like, no, let me explain to you why you can't do that. Uh, I, I would have him explain like these people to me uh, all the while without actually saying to him like, I'm just your number, right? Because that's would reveal what my, like that I knew what just a number means. Um, but I would intimate like, oh, like I'm I'm here to vote however you tell me to vote. Cause I'm gee willikers. Um, right so uh like just in revealing to frank in front of other people that i had in fact been playing him the entire time i think his genuine reaction and his genuine surprise to that revelation would have won me the game um uh like if he realized that i had been playing him in that way from the jump uh i i I think that people would have seen me not as someone who was just riding Frank's coattails, but was using Frank throughout the entire game as a shield to be out in front and to uh, keep myself safe. Um, And in truth, that's something that I did for the entirety
2: of the game.
1: I I think Bill's
2: thinking the same thing, too. He's like, yeah, that was my strategy with Frank and Coco, too. (laughs) That's oh.
1: literally how I played Coco with Frank. I was like, we'll just let him take all the blows. I mean, people were looking for reasons to vote against Frank, both in BBH and in Coco when I played Coco. So I was like, I'll fucking give them the reasons, right? Um, rap Frank, I love you, Frank, but you are someone who's very easily finger wrappable. I'll tell you that.
0: Oh, I, let me also say,
1: <laughs> I love Frank. Frank
0: is fantastic um uh i have like a genuine friend, like friendship with frank um that uh, like after the the game and we like have talked uh like 100% that like he is not only a fantastic uh game player i think that frank is a fantastic person um and he definitely was like one of the highlights of the big brother season 1 experience for me for sure
1: one of my best friends. I love that man to death. And Ashley is a very, very lucky woman. I will just say that. Um, so uh, kind of to wrap things up with you, Patrick, who did did we make any like best friends through Big Brother Hogwarts season one? Who do we still talk to? Uh,
0: I still talk to Frank occasionally via, via Instagram. Um, and then I talked to Ben. Uh, so I'm going to be... I'm playing a a survivor game for my birthday and then um, Ben Wood is is coming.
1: We love Ben. I played a big brother game with Ben too. And uh, I was first boot. (laughs) He was my only vote to stay in the house. So that kind of sucked. So I've been there. I know how that feels, but um, cool. Well, we missed you in season two for the big brother Hogwarts castle. Um, I know that you don't have, facebook anymore but maybe you just create like a stupid little facebook account and watch big brother hogwarts season three next season or um because we're having it in chicago maybe you stop by and say hello and pass the torch on to the season three players we'd love to have you over for a night or two so keep your eyes open um, I'll let you know when that is, but feel free to stick around if you want, or if you gotta hop off and do bigger and better things tonight. I understand that as well. But Antonio, uh, I want to kind of hop over to you. So you saw this sitting down, just kind of t- twisting and turning a little labyrinth, which is very, very different. Uh-huh. Your competition, your competition, required so many moving parts. Lots of mind stuff, lots of mm-hmm. agility and speed, because the entire time you were timed for this. Right. So yeah. What we? Do you remember? How about we have yeah. you explain it, and then I can fill yeah. in the blanks if you miss anything? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So essentially, we were put. We were sequestered in different rooms. We come downstairs. It is what he said. The that you guys thought it was in season one. It was a memory wall comp. So we had the memory wall in front of us, and we had a minute to look at the memory wall after we looked at the memory wall we would go outside we would grab I may have this in the wrong order but we would grab a ball with these two sticks and we would kind of have to like hobble over and place it in a bin and then we'd have to answer a question about the memory wall and then if you were correct you would move the ball to the next you would move it onto a stool and then to the next bin you would ask another question but if you were incorrect You had to go back and look at the memory wall for a minute and God damn it. I could not get those questions right to save my life. Um, I think I really kind of feel like how Patrick felt. Um, I felt like I had a lot of cards that I had not shown yet. I never had to win HOH. I was only, I was in a great position the entire time in the game. The only person that really saw what I was doing was Amber. Um, And as soon as I, noticed that I was like oh she has to go um but yeah I think the only person out of the final 4 that was probably going to beat me would have been Tori like I don't think anybody else would have would have been able yeah, to you, had a, you had a
1: really strong grasp on the game so yeah so you had to kind of like balance the ping pong ball between the two wooden things and like thank mm-hmm. god Dustin brought those what a lifesaver those little things were um and then you dropped it in the in the bucket and then you were asked a question about the memory wall and if you got it right you got to pick it up and then drop it mm-hmm. into the next bucket if you got it wrong you had to go back and study the memory yep. wall for a whole nother minute um and then d- did we ask you we didn't ask you the same question again, right? You just got to move on to that next bucket. No, uh, so I got yeah, I had to answer that
3: question again because I remember I got the door wrong. Um,
2: Everybody what? got the door wrong. That was like I, one of the hardest questions. No,
1: I don't think. Oh, I think I think Kendra got that one right on the first try. I think she was the only one. I might be mistaken, but yeah. Yeah. It was pink, not red. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was a little shaded that was a it was a p- very pixelated poster
3: but. yeah well yeah when it was blown up like that for sure but like on the small one that we had like the first night
1: sitting on the back like that was perfect but uh yeah. so uh lots of lots of nerves in this competition you weren't the only one kind of second guessing yourself kendra 100 percent, thought she lost this stacy thought she lost this tori i think felt pretty good uh, do you remember, did we, like, make the results dramatic? Like, did we? who, who Yeah, were they
3: were dramatic. And I remember the scene perfectly. You're standing in the living room. I'm laying across Tori. I'm not looking at you. I have my face covered. Kendra is laying on me. Um, and <laughs> I'm just, like, I, I know it. I just feel it in my gut. Like, I said, it's me. Um, and I think it was by, like, maybe, like, 40 or 43 seconds that I was off by. And I think it was Tori that was in third place. Um, But yeah, I didn't feel bad going out of the game. Like I knew that I played a good game. I knew that if I would have made it to the end, I had a solid chance at potentially winning. Yes. Was I playing the villain role? Absolutely. Because I love to do it. Um, But I... I think at the end, I know how to. I, I think I'm really good at speaking with people and like empathizing and sympathizing with people's emotions and like uh, counter arguments and things of that nature. So I think I would have had a great shot
1: at winning. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Patrick. You make it through, you make it to the end. You somehow are sitting in the end with Stacey. It's you and Stacey, not Stacey Kendra. Stacey obviously wins unanimously, I think, <laughs> right? Unanimously. Yeah. yeah, wins yeah. Different yeah. in season. One, I think James had three and Frank had five or something like that. It was like a close number-ish. Um, or it might have been four or five. I can't remember. Um, I think it was Stacey, a
2: one-vote difference. Was
1: it one-vote? Yeah. So Stacy wins unanimously. How do you argue your game? How? What would you say to beat Stacey? Um,
3: You know, I thought about this, what it would really be like if I was sitting at the end with Stacy? I just think... That I, I don't know, I played a more behind the scenes, like using, I was more of like a puppet master. I implanted myself in big alliances. There was the, what was it called, uh, that they said it wasn't really an alliance. I can't remember the name of it now. Because it was Kendra uh, Kendra Torrey. What uh, was that Justin that they played?
2: I, I came to my mind and i have no idea i can't anymore.
3: i can't remember the name of it but yeah. i impl- i just i just feel like i just implanted myself with the right people the entire time <laughs> so i never had to really worry about anything um and then when i did like it just never it never nothing ever happened so i got off i was put on the block in what round five and then i had somebody take me off the block so i was never in danger honestly um I think Stacy was probably more in danger than I was at certain points in the game, but people just didn't act on it because there were still four Ravenclaws like halfway through the game.
1: Let's talk about round five for a little bit because I still have a bone to pick with you, Mr. Antonio. You what get, did I do? You get Dewan to save you with that veto, and the one request he has is don't send Lexi home. I'll save you, but you have to keep Lexi. And I don't see any of these confessionals because I'm sitting there in the living room with you all. And when Dustin edits these confessionals and I see you vote that bitch out, <laughs> I'm like shocked. one, because that's my cousin and you did her dirty. But two, wasn't DeWan like your number one and then you straight up like lie to his face and vote the so, one? So explain yourself.
3: Okay, yes, let me explain. So I actually played my very first live game with DeJuan, right? We played Synergy Season 1. Uh, there were 14 teams. I went home second, so I didn't get to play very long. Um, I didn't come in expecting him to work with me initially because I knew that he has been playing these live games longer than I has. He has other connections. Uh, so I was just kind of, like, trying to feel where I fit in, really. Um, but I think at that point in the game, like... Every other, the Slytherins and the Hufflepuffs have both lost members of their houses. Both the Gryffindors and the Ravenclaws still have four members of their house. Um, and I'm looking at it as a numbers game at this point. I don't think DeWan was my number one. I He was honestly my number two because um, yeah. I was all in with Michael O'Rear. Um, I was going to take him to the end 100%. I wasn't... interested. Yeah. Um, even if he wasn't even if I wasn't his number one, I was going to do everything I could possibly do to keep him in the game. Uh, because I had never seen or heard anything that he was trying to do against me. And if he was, that never happened. So why, you know, give him disloyalty? Uh, but yeah, I really think at that point, it was just a numbers thing. And I didn't want to be in a minority situation. Uh, even though every round before that, I was saving Lexi. I just think at that point, like, it just turned into a numbers game, and then I just
1: wanted to have the edge. <sighs> Her time was up, anyways. You you did good. I I might have done the same thing. Those Gryffindors needed to take a hit for sure.
3: Yes, definitely.
1: Um. Yeah. So Patrick, uh, I feel like season one was very much tribal alliances. Y'all were very like, we need to go against the Slytherins and we need to take out the Gryffindors and, um, I think so.
0: not exactly. I, I, you're, uh, we had a, there was a, a two by two by two by two, right? Mm And an an
2: eight person. It was like Noah's Ark. And if you weren't on the Ark, you were done. Yeah.
1: So we had a,
0: a secret two person Alliance, uh, in each house. Um, uh, and so that like the eight of us kind of ran most of the game right which is another oh, one of the reasons why i felt safe all the time because um even if a ravenclaw got put up like i knew that i wasn't going home unless i was up against someone else within that eight um and it wasn't until we were like down to okay now there are nine people left and people are going against the eight and it's like okay we'll get that person out and then we still have you know six of the eight that are together um but that that multi-house alliance is was like the the main alliance that ran easily the first half of the game
1: and that was you and Ben um, uh yeah
0: me and Ben from America. uh Ravenclaw um Nicole and Eric from Gryffindor. Uh uh, and then uh Frank and James from Slytherin. Uh, and then the Hufflepuffs. Uh I, I think, think it, got I out earlier. I
1: and, think it was Jerica Jer- and Nikki from Hufflepuff and Shiley yeah. and Eric from Gryffindor. Or was it Stefano? Uh Stefano. Stefano and Eric. Okay.
0: Er uh Jerica was was in the Hufflepuff. Alliance group.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Was it Eric Hufflepuff?
1: Eric Eric was a Gryffindor. Jerica was a Hufflepuff.
0: Yeah, I don't remember who the second um, uh, Hufflepuff was, but I don't know if you remember uh, on Jerica's elimination. Jerica was like thinking about going against the the eight person alliance, and then oh. we kind of uh, that's what did her in. and and took her out early. And that's part of the reason why that was like such a dramatic thing was because I think at that point there were um, still 10 people left. And so to like cut one of the eight early was like a bigger.
1: Yeah. I remember that was a very emotional round and she had her moment and she cried and she said, thank you. And then she was like, all right, what can I do? How, what do you need help with? Blah blah. blah. She was such a great sport. If anybody wants to host Jerrica host her, she was phenomenal. I love that human being. Um, and so what were the houses like with you? Because those Ravenclaws, I mean, you Ravenclaws were the four of you lasted till six, seven or six. You're muted. Sorry.
3: Um, it was a double that round and it was, uh, Michael Dewan, and Nick all sitting on the block together. And that was probably worst case scenario for me because out of everybody who was left Tori, Stacy, Kendra and them, I would have rather gone to the final four with those guys over the other ones. 100%. So, DeJuan it was an impossible decision for me. Like it was the <laughs> hardest literally the hardest vote of the game for me. Um because I had told them all, you know the same thing, like yes, let's go to the end together. Even though I knew I couldn't do that. But uh so I voted to save Michael. Uh, I thought it was the best case scenario on the Fuck, we went he was on the block the next round sitting next to me and I had to win the veto. <laughs> well
1: it, but, it's uh, interesting that both of your games kind of hinged at semi-similar moments. It sounds like Patrick was Final Ten, you were like Final Seven, but allies uh-huh. went up and allies went home in both scenarios.
3: Yeah. I definitely think it was more of a of a house game. I think there were def- definitely trickles of uh people dabbling with other houses, but definitely more of just like House versus house until the late game for sure.
1: Yeah, y'all. Season two was very, very house lines for sure. Mm. I forgot about that 10-person alliance. Season one, I really, really was not paying attention to what you all were doing. You also it was it was eight of us. Season one than they did in season two to strategize.
0: There were so so there were eight of us, and then inside their eight, there that was still divided by houses. So like Ben and I were together, James and Frank were together. Um, And so like, it it was kind of like the houses within the multi-house alliance that then broke down into sort of like, okay, well, you know, is Gryffindor going to go with Slytherin or is Gryffindor going to do something else? And ultimately it wound up that Hufflepuff tried to betray people. And then it was the six of us, which made it pretty easy.
1: I really, I keep going back and forth about taking the houses away, but I really like the element that it. Layers onto the game. It, it does. Brings,
3: it does add a big layer to the it
1: game. It brings a little bit of survivor into the mix. It brings a little bit of the challenge into the mix. I mean, it is a Big Brother game, but it's a Big Brother game unlike any other because you have your people that mean nothing, right? The tribes mm-hmm. literally mean nothing in the game, mm-hmm. but it's an easy thing to latch on, I think. And it seems like in both mm-hmm. seasons, we really kind of leaned into our people or finding our one person from our tribe, and then. Mm-hmm forward there um so even though that both of you got eliminated at the purge and it wasn't a vote you didn't have a chance to kind of defend yourself it was just you were out it seems like you both enjoyed your time and you would do it again so what i my final question for you two is you are now talking to the future purge victim of season three what advice do you have for this player
3: Um my I guess my advice would be <sighs> take it easy, take it slow, enjoy yourself. Um that purge loss is going to burn hard when it happens, but you'll get over it, you'll look back and realize that you're probably the uncrowned winner of the
1: game. He yep. says holding his sneaky wand. <laughs> <laughs> That's great advice, thank you. What about you, Patrick?
0: Um, so two things, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, you said, take it slow. I spent 45 minutes on my purge and I, I I went too slow. I was barely, like, I think you said a second ago that I was barely moving. Um, uh, so for me, it was like, just have fun during the game of the purge um, and like go hard, go harder, go faster. Um, Uh, and then in terms of just like enjoying the game, I did not like, it, it didn't feel great getting the boot with no votes. Um, but also I played that game with zero votes against me. Um, and so I have no, you know, problems with the play, the way that I played the game. Um, and then I think also you can just like reshift your focus, right? Like there are people that you have been playing with that you want to do well. And uh, in, in in all of the sort of reality games, um, you're never without power, right? People on juries have ultimately the most power in the game. Uh, And you could just play your own little game where you try to convince as many people as possible to vote the way that you want them to vote at the end. Um, uh, And that is equally as fun.
1: Also great advice. Thank you both. Thank you so much for coming, Patrick. I know it's been a while, so thank you for hopping on with us. It was awesome to kind of relive a little bit. I'm sure Justin appreciated it too of season one and Antonio, this was your second time, third time, maybe back on the podcast this wow. season. So thank you um, again for <laughs> returning. I want to end tonight with our clue, our final clue in to season three. I've, given you a variety of clues throughout our little deep dive and relive of this podcast. And my last clue isn't necessarily a clue, but more of a heed of caution. And that heed of caution is if you suffer from triophilia, you might be in for a scare. So that's all I will say about season three until next week when we'll be joined by Stacy, our season 2 winner, to discuss the final competition and how she got all of her ducks in a row and how she came up with the decision to choose Kendra over Tori, who was arguably probably the biggest threat after Antonio to leave um, left in the game and how she won a unanimous vote in that jury which is pretty unheard of in Big Brother. That doesn't usually happen often. So I uh, can't wait to talk to Stacy about her game, about her experience, about life after Big Brother Hogwarts. The only tried and true fact that I have for you is we will not be meeting on Wednesday of next week that is the one day of the week that stacy cannot do i've been told that mondays work really well for her so i'm just going to confirm everything with dustin and with stacy and i will post on the page as soon as possible for our final episode where we will relive the finale with stacy tell you the theme of season three Change the banner on the official Big Brother Hogwarts Facebook page to reflect the theme of our next future season. And then from here on out, it's all BBH season three. So thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Antonio. It was wonderful to see you both again. Dustin, as always, thank you for hosting me or for hosting with me. And with a swish and a flick, we are out for the evening. Goodbye, everybody.